0: we should begin with picking up with a new earth where we left off And we will begin from the passage titled, Allowing the Diminishment of the Ego. The ego is always on guard against any kind of perceived diminishment automatic ego repair mechanisms come into effect to restore the mental form of me when someone blames or criticises me that to the ego is a diminishment of self and it will immediately attempt to repair its diminished sense of self through self justification defense or blaming whether the other person is right or wrong is irrelevant to the ego it is much more interested in self preservation than in the truth this is the preservation of the psychological form of me Even such a normal thing as shouting something back when another driver calls you idiot is an automatic and unconscious ego repair mechanism. One of the most common ego repair mechanisms is anger which causes a temporary but huge ego inflation all repair mechanisms make perfect sense to the ego but are actually dysfunctional those that are most extreme in their dysfunction are physical violence and self-delusion in the form of grandiose fantasies A powerful spiritual practice is consciously to allow the diminishment of ego when it happens without attempting to restore it. I recommend that you experiment with this from time to time. For example, when someone criticises you, blames you, or calls you names, Instead of immediately retaliating or defending yourself, do nothing, allow the self-image to remain diminished and become alert to what that feels like deep inside you. For a few seconds it may feel uncomfortable, as if you had shrunk in size, then you may sense an inner spaciousness that feels intensely alive. You haven't been diminished at all. In fact, you have expanded. You may then come to an amazing realization when you are seemingly diminished in some way and remain in absolute non-reaction not just externally but also inward internally you realize that nothing real has been diminished that through becoming less you become more when you no longer defend or attempt to strengthen the form of yourself, you step out of identification with form, with mental self image. Through becoming less in the ego's perception, you in fact undergo an expansion and make room for being to come forward. True power who you are beyond form can then shine through the the apparently weakened form this is what Jesus means when he says deny yourself or turn the other cheek this does not mean of course that you invite abuse or turn yourself into a victim of unconscious people. Sometimes a situation may demand that you tell someone to back off in no uncertain terms. Without egoic defensiveness there will be power behind your words, yet no reactive force if necessary you can also say no to someone firmly and clearly and it will be what I call a high quality no that is free of all negativity if you are content with being nobody in particular content not to stand out you align yourself with the power of the universe what looks like weakness to the ego is in fact the only true strength this spiritual truth is diametrically opposed to the values of our contemporary culture and the way it conditions people to behave instead of trying to be a mountain teaches the ancient Tao Te Ching be the valley of the universe in this way you are restored to wholeness and so all things will come to you similarly Jesus in one of his parables teaches that when you are invited Go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honoured in the presence of all who sit at table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted Another aspect of this practice is to refrain from attempting to strengthen the self by showing off, wanting to stand out, be special, make an impression or demand attention. It may include occasionally refraining from expressing your opinion when everybody is expressing his or hers and seeing what that feels like the next passage is titled as without so within when you look up at the clear sky at night you may easily realize a truth at once You may easily realize a truth at once utterly simple and extraordinarily profound. What is that you see? The moon, planets, stars, the luminous band of the Milky Way, perhaps a comet or even the, na- the neighboring Andromeda Galaxy two million light years away yes but if you simplify even more what do you see objects objects floating in space so what does the universe consist of objects and space if you don't become speechless when looking out into space on a clear night you are not really looking not aware of the totality of what is there you are probably only looking at the objects and perhaps seeking to name them if you have ever experienced a sense of awe when looking into space perhaps even felt a deep reverence in the face of this incomprehensible mystery, it means you must have relinquished for a moment your desire to explain and label, and have become aware not only of the objects in space, but of the infinite depth of space itself you must have become still enough inside to notice the vastness in which these countless worlds exist the feeling of all is not derived from the fact that there are billions of worlds out there but the depth that contains them all you cannot see space of course nor can you hear touch taste or smell it so how do you even know it exists this logical sounding question already contains a fundamental error the essence of space is no thingness so it doesn't exist in the normal sense of the word only things forms exist even calling it space can be misleading because by naming it you make it into an object let us put it like this there is something within you that has an affinity with space that is why you can be aware of it aware of it that's not not totally true either because how can you be aware of space if there is nothing there to be aware of the answer is both simple and profound when you are aware of space you are not really aware of anything except awareness itself the inner space of consciousness through you the universe is becoming aware of itself when the eye finds nothing to see that no thingness is perceived as space when the ear finds nothing to hear that no thingness is perceived as stillness when the senses which are designed to perceive form meet an absence of form the formless consciousness that lies behind perception and makes all perception all experience possible is no longer obscured by form when you contemplate the unfathomable depth of space or listen to the silence in the early hours just before sunrise something within you resonates with it as if in recognition you then sense the vast depth of space as your own depth and you know that precious stillness that has no form to be more deeply who you are than any of the things that make up the content of your life the Upanishads, the ancient scriptures of India point to the same truth with these words what cannot be seen with the eye but that whereby the eye can see know that alone to be brahman the spirit and not what people here adore what cannot be heard with the ear but that whereby the ear can hear know that alone to be brahman the spirit and not what people here adore what cannot be thought with the mind but that whereby the mind can think know that alone to be Brahman the spirit and not what people here adore God the scripture is saying is formless consciousness and the essence of who you are everything else is form is what people here adore The twofold reality of the universe, which consists of things and space, thingness and no thingness, is also your own. A sane, balanced and fruitful human life is a dance between the two dimensions that make up reality, form and space most people are so identified with the dimension of form with sense perceptions thoughts and emotion that the vital hidden half is missing from their lives their identification with form keeps them trapped in ego what you see hear feel touch or think about is only one half of reality so to speak it is form in the teaching of jesus it is simply called the world and the other dimension is the kingdom of heaven or eternal life just as space enables all things to exist and just as without silence there could be no sound you would not exist without the vital formless dimension that is the essence of who you are we could say god if the word had not been so misused i prefer to call it being being is prior to existence existence is form content what happens existence is the foreground of life being is the background as it were the collective disease of humanity is that people are so engrossed in what happens so hypnotized by the world Of fluctuating forms so absorbed in the content of their lives they have forgotten the essence that which is beyond content beyond form beyond thought they are so consumed by time that they have forgotten eternity which is their origin their home their destiny Eternity is the living reality of who you are. Some years ago when visiting China, I came upon a stupa on a mountain top near Guilin. It had writing embossed in gold on it, and I asked my Chinese host what it meant. It means Buddha, he said why are there two characters rather than one? I asked one, he explained means man the other means no and the two together means Buddha I stood there in awe the character for Buddha already contained the whole teaching of the Buddha and for those who have eyes to see the secret of life here are the two dimensions that make up reality thingness and no thingness form and the the denial of form which is the recognition that that form is not who you are So this is a good place to, to pause the reading until the next episode. We have come to the end of chapter 7 and uh, we will begin chapter 8 in the, in the following episode as well. so perhaps a moment to reflect what has been read and absorbed and, and to remind ourselves that again it's not it's not to be remembered the words but what it's pointing to and often a reading can happen of a book or a video can be watched but afterwards there's a sense of peace of wholeness but if someone was to ask what what have you just read tell me about what you just read or watched then what can you say about it what words c- come up that you've read or listened to and usually the answer is nothing <laughs> or it's very the explanation you give will Uh, most likely probably put the person off or, or think you weren't paying enough attention perhaps that's one sign of spacious writing or spacious speaking in the sense that what you've heard is not something that can be kept inside of you in terms of the words, the sounds, but but the but what it's pointing to And see if you can sense the inner spaciousness, the the other half of reality, as Eckhart puts it, the the dance between form and formless of thingness and no thingness see if you can sense the, the being in the background in this moment the, the being where everything exists within that that is the essence of who you are just a brief note at the, uh, the first passage the allowing the diminishment of the ego uh, said that um, if you are content with being nobody in particular content not to stand out you align yourself with the power of the universe that just stood out to me as just just scanning over the passage perhaps it is said somewhere else in the passage about how we are conditioned to to, tr- to, to try and stand out to be special to um, as it said in the passage to make an impression it's in our it's in our conditioning the environments we have been raised in that whether it's the you know our our homes our schools our friends, what we take in from the television music we listen to and it's not to blame or criticize or mention the word should (laughs) but it's to notice the conditioning that has been that has formed inside conditioning can be forms, thoughts ideas, beliefs quite often they resemble about being important to stand out and and perhaps it's extremely rare to find those who naturally have the tendency to be nobody in particular to not to stand out and it's not to say there are rules for for this but there's almost an acknowledgement of it that when aligning yourself with the power of the universe as Eckhart says here you'll notice there are certain qualities there are certain things that you you automatically shed it's almost as if carrying a backpack and you realise that it's it's not needed the heavy, the heavy backpack that you carry, and you, there's a sudden realisation, and sometimes it's not even a realisation. It's just it just goes. It just, as we talk about the passage titled the Diminishment of Ego, you let you let it go, instead of making that repair you allow it to go and and perhaps you can call that grace in some ways because maybe for the first 10 years where you've tried to let things go not react it's it's not happened but then suddenly There's either an understanding, there's a connection, there's a an a sense of oh let's when I just let this go <laughs> hmm. of course, with these pointers that we're reading it's it of course speeds it speeds everything up now there's a almost you can imagine there's a huge spotlight on the interactions we have or there's. a sense of negative energy coming towards us with either someone shy calling us a name or blame then perhaps there is the the awareness of not reacting and as Eckhart says that this does not mean of course that you invite abuse or turn yourself into a victim of unconscious people But there will be no defensiveness there, no egoic defensiveness. So you may say a stern word, you may have to set a boundary to protect oneself physically or emotionally, but as Eckhart puts it, it's a high quality no or you could say a high quality response that is free of all negativity and high quality meaning that there's a sense of alignment with the words you are saying there's an a powerful energy if it was a egoic response or egoic egoic reaction that's what that would be egoic reaction you could sense it it won't have that same that same aligned energy. The energy almost would be spread out and fragmented or narrowed. If you look at the ego, egoic energy is trapped energy. So instead of having the the vastness, the spaceness, the, uh, when you are aligned with the universe. There's something more, more to the words you are saying. There is the that, that powerful energy coming through of alignment instead of an egoic reaction <clears throat> which often you can spot once you've had, once this awareness has matured you can sense when somebody is Reacting in their ego, <clears throat> and of course, so at some point, if this happens, then not sure if it's in this passage or the next one, but Eckhart mentions it may not feel comfortable. There's there may be the urge of the ego to try and make the repair, and it's it's it can be an, an enormous urge inside of us. And sometimes you you may still make the repair, but but not to not to get down on on yourself but to acknowledge ah there was some space before that happened and perhaps in another interaction there'll be a little bit more space before any response is given and perhaps next time there would just be space what is there to say to another ego egoic energy energy there's not much that can be said this may be this may be acknowledged with enough space inside in that moment and the egoic reaction to respond in that way it won't taste very nice you'll almost be aware of what it feels like to react in this way within the mind the body the but only from the place of awareness otherwise it will be automatic (laughs) you'll be in the middle of the argument without realizing that one has started (laughs) and it can be like this okay well thank you for joining me for this episode i I wish you well, and I will see you back for for Chapter 8, which is titled The Discovery of Inner Space. Take care.